Hello, Hayden Williams here. Welcome along to another episode of Man in the Mirror. It's your weekly fix of self-care, grooming, skincare, and it's where I talk to a male guest about their life and their work, and they tell me about what they really think about the man that looks back at them in the mirror. Now, this week, I want to be really honest with you. Um, I met Sid Baveja, who is the founder of Humanary.com, a couple of weeks ago, and we had a great chat. And I've been following Humanary for a long time and, and um, obviously buying things from their site. And I'm sure many of you have. Um, it's the home of men's grooming and wellness and self-care online. It's, it's a really good store. And it features, they, they stock quite a few of the brands and some of the founders that um, I've talked to on Man in the Mirror before. Now, uh, this week, I saw from the Humanary post that they're pausing their service for now and actually you know when we spoke Sid mentioned that things were getting difficult and they were hoping to get further investment but that you know they weren't sure if that was going to come so as of now humanary.com is is pause for business and isn't taking new orders so I'll be really honest it made me think well should you know is there any point in frankly putting the the podcast up but I kind of want you to hear this conversation because it was you know, really interesting to to meet Sid and and hear about his journey and and the whys and the wherefores of of setting up uh, a website like Humanary and and I guess what you hear from from our conversation is that, that there's definitely challenges along the way. I didn't expect it to to end quite as as soon as it did, but um, I think nevertheless you're going to find it an interesting conversation, and I really hope that we're going to hear more from Sid and his team. And the, you know the kind of service they're providing uh, along along the way. I'm sure we will. So for now, it's Sid Baveja, who is the founder of Humanary.com, talking to me, Hayden Williams, on Man in the Mirror. Here we go. Welcome along to Man in the Mirror. It's Hayden Williams here, and I've taken another journey outside the home studio, and I'm here in the offices of Humanary with Sid Baveja, who is CEO and founder of Humanary. Hi, Sid. Hi, Aiden. How are you? Yeah, very well, thank you. It's been uh, really nice to talk to you just before we started recording this episode and wonderful to have you here. Well, likewise, and thanks for hosting me here. And we spoke before, we actually have lots of friends in the industry and feels like our our paths should have crossed before now. But um, I've interviewed on on the podcast before some of the founders of Patrick's and Ruffians and Baz & Co. and, And there's some great brands that you have here on Humanary. So I thought, yeah, come and see and find out more about this side of the industry. So I think I'd like to start with, you know, your impetus for, for starting Humanary. How, how did it come about and what, what what made you do it? Yeah, thank you for asking. It stems from a personal frustration that I faced or have faced for a long time back then, uh, for a while. There are some, some anecdotal things that led up to me believing that actually it wasn't just me that uh, felt frustrated. So for example, it was back in 2018, uh, late 2018, early 2019. I went on a shopping trip with my wife to a beautiful central London department store. Yeah. Sheepishly asked one of the sales associates there at the time I was having really bad post-shave rash. I really was irritated. My skin was irritated after right. shaving and to, to the point where I hated it so much it grew a beard. Right. And uh, you can imagine how problematic the, the, the situation was yeah. where I had to take such a drastic measure. And uh, when I asked this sales associate, hey, so what should I do? You know, I, I'm tired of you just using the traditional aftershaves you get 
in the supermarkets that and sting that I mean, sting that yeah. smell terrible sometimes yeah, yeah. and you're just like i don't want to be wearing this they make your skin even oilier yeah. um and so um this sales associate by the way sort of implied when i asked him this question i mean said look around you is this place really for people like you you're probably one of the very few men here yeah asking this kind of question maybe you want to try this you know and, and i'll name the brand it was an aesop post shave lotion mm-hmm. and i said well how much is it? And he said, at the time, it was for 33 quid. Now, you can imagine for someone who's been accustomed to shopping at, you know, either grocery stores or, tradi- you know, um, the aisles of the high street uh, yeah. pharmacies that I won't it's name. It's quite a jump. Yeah, it's quite a jump, <laughs> right? So I thought, whoa, five, five quid aftershave to 33. And I asked the guy, I said, is there anything cheaper available? Because honestly, I didn't know the value of it. I didn't know anything about the ingredients, the provenance. I had no idea what it could do for me because I was coming from the mindset of this problem is not being solved. This is when he said, I mean, kind of look around you, you know, there are very limited choices, no options, just try this out. And I was that desperate that I bought the 33 quid aftershave. Yeah. Now, thankfully, it worked beautifully for me. But again, I had no idea why I didn't look at the ingredients. I didn't really understand any of that yeah. stuff. And Aesop's now a brand that you sell on. Aesop's a brand that we have on the platform. Yeah. It's a, it's a, you know, amazing brand. We have this sitting here in front of us. Some of the samples oh, yes, we have here. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's actually a, a phenomenal product. It's got great ingredients. But also, as the p- pandemic was happening and we were stuck in lockdown, my wife and I started taking wellness and self-care much more seriously. It was mm-hmm. a time for us to uh, reflect and also look after ourselves because the world around us was cr- crumbling. Right? Yeah. It was it was a very dire situation. And I think lots of us started doing that. Didn't I we? think so. so. Thinking, yeah. you know, looking inwards and trying to absolutely take care of us. Yeah, and the so, things that we could control. Almost. Absolutely. Yeah. And and again, it became very clear during that period when I was trying to look for stuff for myself that there were very few destinations or people that made it convenient, but also educated people like me on what we could do better. It started with a frustration on not being able to find things and lacking convenience, and then realizing, hey, there's a desire, but the gap towards doing something, the gap between desire and doing something was education. So I started to really dig into this space by speaking to brands, but cold DMing them on Instagram. And it was daunting at first because I thought no one's going to respond to me. And what, but, were you, what was your work at that time? What, what at the time, you? I was still full-time at uh, Just Eat. And okay. so, um, and Just Eat, as you know, is a very large food delivery aggregator. Oh, um, we know it. Yes, we you. know it. Yeah. And uh, on my weekends, I was sort of like, you know, uh, browsing around for new things. And I wanted to find something that I was really passionate about solving. It was a problem that I wanted to solve for myself first and foremost. It's funny, we uh, I hear that so much. Yeah. And it, it seems like a lot of the best brands come from the, that sort of eureka moment. Of, this is something I want to yeah. solve. And- I think, and I think that's crucial to have a very authentic connection to the problem. Otherwise, you're not going to be able to empathize with your customers. Yeah, it, and, You know, you have to start with it start up solving a problem, not just for the money, but for the true need that you have yourself. Yeah. And then eventually that can turn into hopefully a profitable commercial enterprise. And again, with the difference with, you know, me talking to my mates down the pub, going, you know what we should do versus someone like yourself who's obviously got the, the background of the CV that can, you know, talk to yeah. banks and investors and, and brands and, and make it happen. So tell us a bit more, and just in case people don't know about Humanary, just, just give, give us some broad brushstrokes of, of what it is and of course. some of the brands that are on there. We'd like to think of ourselves as that the home of men's grooming and wellness. Yeah. We have brought together lots of different high performance brands. So, you know, we're not uh, stocking or selling the kinds of products you might already find on the high street mm-hmm. or on Amazon, because 
A, there's no point competing with Amazon yeah, or the high school. It's quite hard work, right? I would imagine. <laughs> but besides that, I think the, the, the truth is we know that there's a frustration with the inventory and stock that's sold on the high street anyway, because I mean, it's meant for the mass market. So it can't be made with the same efficacy, love and consideration that some of the more independent brands can be made with. So we actually decided we'll champion the, the smaller premium high performance independent brand. Yeah. Because that's a true gap in the market. Absolutely. And, uh, and men are the focus. Right? And, and the masculine users are the yeah. focus, right? Yeah. So because, um, no, good point. Because that for us, we find the traditional beauty industry is very feminine focused. Yeah. And we had to try and figure out a way to create a solution for the masculine user that again has a desire. You ask any guy, whatever background they come from, mm. do you want healthier skin? Nine out of 10 people will say yes. The one out of 10 that don't say yes will say, I didn't even think about it. Yeah, I don't care. I don't care. Or like, I never knew it was even worthwhile. Yeah, yeah. But nine out of 10, yeah, of course I want healthy skin. Who doesn't want healthy skin? Yeah. Do you want healthier hair? Yes, I do. What do you know you can do about this? And again, nine out of 10 people will say, I don't know. Mm. I don't know if, if anything can be done about it because I've never been, it's never been made accessible to me. Most, most men don't talk to their, parents about this growing up. No. My father didn't even teach me how to shave. No. Uh, and to, to me, to even imagine my dad even saying something as simple as you should wear SPF every day to protect your skin would have been anathema. It would have, he would have, he would have never even said those yeah. words. Whereas if you look at, like I have cousin sisters and I have friends, they tell me, look, when we were growing up, we would talk to our mothers about skincare. We would look at what they were doing there. They had a night routine and we thought, well, we have to do that. We would talk to our friends about makeup. Guys never talked yeah. about any of this it stuff. Feels like the women, there's a sort of pattern there to, of, of teaching and, yes. and sort of learning from, learning from your elders. But you're right. Not, I don't remember. I don't remember a sort of shaving lesson with my dad. Or, yeah, never, I, mean, I wish it, it would have been a great bonding moment for us. Yeah. But it never happened. Um, and but so. No, so it was funny because I have a, a son who's nearly 15 now. And I think, we, you know, we're almost getting to that stage where, you know, I've sort of bought him some stuff. We haven't quite done the shaving lesson, but I think it's going to be a nice, a nice moment. I and, hope and we will do it. Yeah. Yeah, we will. And I think, you know, it's probably good to, to show him how he ought to do it and give, give him some tips along the way rather than agree. finding out through trial and error. Absolutely. And I think one of the reasons why we've had to go through a tough battle against toxic masculinity is because of the way industry, uh, the society has been shaped. Yeah. Uh, and we've sort of forgotten that the um, importance of self and self-belief is crucial. And so what we wanted to do was to bring that all, all of that together in one destination. Mm. Eventually then also be able to help people not just discover and, and access good products, but also personalize what's good for them and be able to discover things that actually are need, suitable for my current needs or my future needs. And mine will be different to yours. And it, yeah. Everybody's different. Yeah. So we, we like to think of ourselves as a place that will help normalize things like skincare and wellness for men, help them discover and access in a very convenient fashion. And then in that, uh, you know, a big umbrella that covers all of that is education. Yeah. So we are very blessed and privileged to be able to work with, you know, even people like yourselves. You've written for Humanary before. I have. Fragrances. I have. I, sh um, yes, I should say that. Yeah. And also the other industry experts who've helped us create content that is educational in nature and helps people understand what they could do for themselves. And eventually the platform will get more and more sophisticated mm. in a way where we'll just understand your preferences and needs and then be able to serve you ever more relevant choices for what you need at that moment. And it does feel like a, a destination that, of course, you know, the, the, the mainstay of it is the 
commerce side of it and to, and to find products. But I love the fact that, you know, there is a, there is a kind of world of grooming and skincare and self-care on, on human area and that you'll, you will find articles. There's the, the podcast that you, you did, mm -hmm. Sid, in the part, you know, there's, there's, there's more, um, there's, there's more assets and resources there yeah. that, that put a bit of context around what you're doing, which I think, you know, rather than just as, you know, it, it isn't Amazon, but you know, it isn't just a kind of, pure transaction there's a bit more of a, a kind yes. of world around it which i think is is helpful because yeah. sometimes we want to we need to find out a bit more information or hear from other people which is you know kind of what i'm trying to do with this podcast as well it's just put some you know have a conversation around some of these things which is probably important because as you say the the conversations aren't always i feels like they are happening a bit more they're happening more today. now yes absolutely but yeah but they might not and there might be a, a customer that doesn't have someone to ask about some of this stuff so they can go on your site and there's there's resources. There's as well resources. As, they as, can chat with us on WhatsApp. Right. Right. Okay, so great. there's a, we've tried to create an environment which almost feels like an apothecary. Yeah. And actually, the name is Human Plus Apothecary. That's why Humanary. Oh, I was going yeah. to ask you, but the, the, yeah. the human, obviously, the, the um, okay, I didn't realize it was apothecary. Yeah, it, it, it is the combination yeah. of the two words. It's for humans. It's, uh, we don't also want to... Definitely be, for so, humans. Yes, exactly. Yeah. We didn't want it to this be this like, you know, really overly macho and like, you know, only masculine, masculine. Look, yeah. at the end of the day, yes, we're speaking to a masculine male audience, but... But for them to be able to normalize looking after themselves, which doesn't have to be this like, you know, I got this tough guy. It yeah. can be for anyone. Yeah. So that's why we call it humans, for all humans. Yeah. And then apothecary. And thirty percent of our business comes from female buyers. Does it? Yeah. It's interesting. I mean, I was gonna come on to this later on, but it is interesting that, you know, I wonder how how it works in this space now where it gets a bit more problematic and a bit more difficult when we, you know, separate out genders. And if if, if you come across any issues with with trying to target men yes. on this site you yes, have. have yeah uh, i'll give you a very uh specific example when we first started and because we didn't know this and we learned most of it by speaking to customers and mm. getting feedback uh we would take the traditional terminolo terminology applied by the industry on their product names and things like that and just put that up on the site yeah and a great example of where there's that is problematic is today in the industry when someone says a cleanser most people understand that's a face wash, mm. but the average male customer does not know that a cleanser and a face wash are the same thing. To them, a uh, cleanser yeah. is just a soap. Yeah. I'll give you a funny, funny story. So a few months ago, my friends and I went uh, to the seaside for a long weekend and stayed at an Airbnb. So I uh, took some of the products that we sell on our platform that I own now for my personal uh, wellness regime and put them put them in the bathroom and said, guys, please try this out. Oh, nice. And I said, you know, I love these products. You should experience it. And if you like any of them, I'm here to help you purchase them. Yeah, All right? <laughs> I'll give you a really good discount. Yeah, exactly. So selfish plug. <laughs> now, so one of my friends comes back after a shower uh, the second day and says, oh my God, that cleanser was amazing. Amazing. I loved it. I said, oh, fantastic, Luke. I'm glad you liked it. Now, the at the end of the weekend, or actually actually even the, the following day when I was picking up my um, my products and putting them into my wash bag, I realized my, my cleanser bottle was like only a, a quarter of the product left. <laughs> You've so gone said, through it. So I said, what, what has happened here? What, and I asked him, I said, why, what, you know, you use the product, but there's only a quarter, I, it was a brand new like uh, pro bottle and you, only a quarter left. And he said, yeah. Well, what do you mean? Like, I thought you just brought like a small sample. It's a cleanser, Luke. He said, what, what do you mean? Where was he putting it? He used it as a body wash. <laughs> and I said, but it's a cleanser, so it's a face wash. Then he said, why don't you say it's a face wash? And you realize then mm. 
that it's not his fault. That there's terminology. a major gap in the understanding for a consumer because people like him, him have not been spoken to in the plain terms that they understand that they want to be spoken to. They have been missed by the industry. Mm. I think I was telling you another example before we started recording the episode that when we started working with a major brand that now sells on the platform that I will not name, mm -hmm. when they sent us their assets, all of their visual imagery was female models. Yeah. But it is a gender neutral unisex brand. So how can you expect to speak to someone who you want to buy your product, but you actually represent someone that is not them? Yeah. And we talked as well, you know, it, it, this feels like a, a space where men are welcome and obviously women are buying too, but that doesn't always feel like the case when you go into physical retailers, does it? You know, we've all experienced this thing where you have to sort of fight your way through lots of products and brands that aren't really for you to find some of the, the male products and whether, you know, whether that's a, a high street store or a, or a department store, you know, it's not always easy to navigate these, the, mm. these bricks and mortar stores to find the products that are for us. So how, Absolutely. You know, how and there's a lot of social anxiety too, because again, there's a lot of, you know, fear of, oh, uh, judgment. Oh, I'm the only, you know, man here. What yeah. if, what if someone thinks that I'm not who I am, yeah. and, you know, starts to think that I'm in, you know, whatever, like there are lots of social anxieties that, that we create in our heads, but they're real. And, um, yeah. and actually what people really want is a convenient, discreet environment, mm. which is helpful in the ways that it needs to be helpful to them to then feel comfortable and become repeat buyers of those products because it's really making them feel amazing. Mm. We don't ever promise you will look better, even though we, even though actually that's what people ultimately might think they want. What we keep telling them is, you might look good, but actually what we really want you to do is feel amazing. Yeah. And then you play good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then that that feeling tends to yeah. emanate outwards anyway, doesn't yes, it? And you exactly. feel better about yourself. Yeah. And that's really interesting. Look, we'll we'll come back to talking more about the store, no doubt. But um part of the, the podcast is to talk about your own regime. Yeah. And I have no doubt that Sid, you you have a you know, a well worked and well oiled morning <laughs> and evening routine and, and talk to me about some of the products. So it'd be great, to, yeah, if you could just talk me through some of the, the products that are in your own routine and on your own bathroom shelf. So what what, what would the morning routine look like yeah. for you, Sid? Um, I have to uh, preface that I've gone through a period of trial and error to get to the right. regime that now works for me. Yeah. And I wish, again, there was someone to help me before this to not have to go yeah. through the trial and error. And I guess you're lucky in that there's a you know, virtual sweet shop of, yeah. of different brands yeah. that you can pick from. And I still get very tempted every day to try new things because yeah. I, I hear the stories and the, the products that we have on Human Area where I think, oh my God, I want that. Mm. Okay, so now going, going back to, I like to try and keep things simple right? because I want them to be repeatable and sustainable. Yeah. The more complicated I've tried to make them, the less likely I have been in the past to then stick to then to keep it, it up. To be I consistent. know what you mean. If, it, yeah. if you make it a massive time-consuming regime, then yeah. that's harder to sustain. Isn't and it? I want to be consistent because the one thing I've learned being in this industry for the last two years is consistency is important, right? Yeah. It's, it's what matters. So I actually wash my hair every day because I have a receding hairline and I use Patrick's SH1 CD1 conditioner. SH1 shampoo, CD1 conditioner. That's such a great product. It is a phenomenal product. Yeah. I've been using it for, actually even before we started Humanary because we discovered yeah. it elsewhere. And I even told Patrick that when, yeah. uh, when, when I first met him. And, uh, and I use that. I feel like it, again, it gives me the confidence. I don't, don't know, probably can't prove whether I've, uh, been able to regrow any hair mm. on my head, but it, I've always been conscious of it. And so the fact that I can feel more comfortable with my receding hairline, um, 
I value a lot and I don't yeah. want a medical solution to my hairline because you're not interested in I, plugs or well I'm going to do a, a, mm. a hair transplant at some point yeah. I think that technology is also getting better but mm. I didn't want to take finasteride because of the medical side effects I've tried um, minoxidil before and it actually irritated my scalp so right. I decided against it mm, but Patrick's shampoo solutions and his all his whole hair range is fantastic it's such good I mean it's not the cheapest as we know no. but it's it's such great quality stuff and I, I've got the um there's a scrub the diamond scrub the, the FS1 face wash yes, yes yeah. yeah which is yeah. is in my shower at the moment yeah it's, and smells good feels like it's doing good and it looks great on your bathroom looks cabinet great, it looks yeah. fantastic yeah and then I use a face wash I'm currently using face wash by a South Korean brand that we carry called Devonine oh okay I don't yeah, know that which one. is exclusive to us at Humanary and expertly formulated has has uh, green tea extracts and right. some amazing ingredients good for my skin type uh, South Koreans know their skincare, don't they? Oh, they're experts at it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. they're experts at it. In fact, there was a, a anecdotal piece of data that I got before launching Humanary when I was trying to create my investor deck. South Korean men have been using skincare and even makeup for a very yes. long time. And yeah. there's, uh, I think, over $2 billion were spent during the lockdown by South Korean men on just concealer. Wow. So they are well advanced and know how to use these products and have... It's very normalized in their society. Mm. So anyway, I use a face wash by Devonine, which is a great face wash. I wash my face twice a day. It also actually helps me clean my beard. One of the things that we know that people need to do is wash their beards yes. more often. Stuff gets stuck in it. Yeah. You don't realize it. And smell. It might smell. Too. Yeah. So I wash my beard twice a day uh, on my face. And uh, and then I use a simple moisturizer, a, a three-in-one moisturizer actually by The Grey. Oh, I love it. It is a... Another friend of the podcast. Yes. And, and yeah. Uh, Gregor, isn't it? Gregor, yeah. Exactly. And he sells his products. His, his brand is on Humanary. And yeah. uh, that's when I first discovered it. I've got the charcoal cleanser. Yes, the cleanser. Right. This is amazing. Really good. But the 3-in-1 is, is a really good one. Very light. I need it to be light. Um, mm. Use that. Sometimes I use the Dermalogica um, brightening serum because if I ever get any acne, it leaves behind spots on my face. So I yeah. need a bit of vitamin C and salicylic acid. And I finish with an SPF. Uh, and I use an SPF 50 plus by Ultrasun. Okay. Which is a Swiss made brand. Is that a uh, pure SPF or is it a sort of moisturizer? It is an SPF moisturizer. Yeah. So I, you know, after I put on the, the serum or the, you know, the very light moisturizer by the gray, I finish with an SPF. Yeah. yeah. Great. And is there anything then in the evening that you change up? Uh, cleansing uh, or face wash as we call it. Yeah. And then... Finished with a um, nighttime moisturizer by Dr. David Jack. Okay. Yeah. Is that available on the site as well? That's available on the site as well. Um, yeah, a little plug. Yeah, exactly. And and it's it's been a very big, you know, very popular product. Dr. David Jack is you know now an authority in his field, obviously, very deservedly so. But mm. excellent products. Again, now I have to say these are some I think relatively expensive products. But yeah. what I've come to believe is. If I'm not investing in myself and spending my money here, well, what am I doing it on? And actually, I feel incredible when I do it. I don't care if I look good or not. That's not the purpose of this. this is about that that feeling. Yeah. And so I'm very. So it's never a waste of money. It doesn't you, feel like a waste of money. Yeah. I I can save on buying some you know cups of Starbucks coffee to mm. to create a pot of money for this. That's that's my personal thing. Yeah, I'd rather do that. Mm. Yeah. And what about fragrance? Do you have a relationship with fragrance? Do you have yeah. a sort of a favorite one, or do you have a range of fragrances that you like? Yeah, I, um, I've again gone through a journey with fragrance as mm. well. Personally, and this is not available on the site today, but I use a Le Labo Santel 33. That's good. I've yeah. used it for many years. Yeah. I've tried many different things in between, but I always keep coming back to Santel 33. It's my absolute. It's a classic favorite. for a reason, I think. Classic for a reason. Yeah. And, um, 
And are you quite loyal to that? Will you wear that most days? I wear that most days, yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Um, I don't know what it is. I think maybe it's evocative of feelings and memories I enjoy. Yeah. Um, and therefore, it, you know, it's a fragrance that takes me to that place every morning. So I, I wear that and it stays, stays on my skin. And I, the other thing I find, and you might agree or disagree, but fragrance is also highly personal and it, oh, it, gosh, it, yes. it, yeah. it, it uh, has a different impact on everybody's skin. I, I don't know what the scientific reason for that is, but I know that things smell different once they hit my skin than if you just put them on one of those, you know, fragrance oh, the uh, blotters. Blotters, yeah. yeah. And then you're like, well, it smells great, but put it on your skin. Hey, it doesn't smell the same. But it's, yes, I guess as soon as it's interacting with our own some oils and yeah, yeah. skin and, yes. and and yeah what smells good on you might not smell good on me and my wife sometimes will say I don't like that on you and I'm getting a certain smell from it that I don't like you know yeah. and we're all and our reactions to it are different absolutely too, aren't they? it's a very powerful force yeah. yeah and as you say that 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 powerful thing of of scent memories and and you know whether good or bad but it, it can instantly take you to a certain place and either you know get you set for the day and yeah. recharge you or repel you or whatever it is it's exactly. it's yeah magic stuff i think yeah absolutely on the site what should listeners look out for are there some new brands that are, are new to human area that we should be trying to check out yeah there i mean we're always adding new brands uh to the platform we come across so many amazing ones i'm currently waiting for my ultrasound to finish so i can then try out the spf by this amazing swedish brand called gunana Okay. And by know. two fantastic Swedish female entrepreneurs. How do you spell that? G-U-N yeah. space A-N-A. -A. Okay. Uh, they make a, an SPF 50 mist, a spray. Yeah. Uh, they also have a, a stick and it's, it's a spectacular product. I've, I've tested it once before we onboarded it, but I've not yet bought it for myself to then use. Right. And I'm very keen to, to try it. Very light fragrance. Nothing, nothing too much. It doesn't leave a, you know, heavy sheen on your face. Mm. And I have, Slightly darker skin tone, so I don't like the the sheen. There are some amazing new wellness products. There's a great brand called Arta that has just launched with us. They cr they create nutritional supplements, a sleep tonic. There's some amazing products there. Feels like an area that's really growing, isn't it? Now, like yes. how to improve our sleep and sleep and rest. nutrition, yeah. rest. All those areas yeah. are getting major attention, deservedly so. Again, indie supplements. So that's a really growing sector on yes. the, on the side. Absolutely, indie is another brand that makes it like very you know. And again, the 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 ingredients and the the formulations of those products are incredibly important and they've done an amazing job taking real care in how they source the ingredients how they process them and put them together in a package mm. so i love that yeah and and we constantly you know put up new products from existing brands too like i actually really love this brand captain fawcett it's such a great fun yes. brand and they yeah. create some amazing beard oils and some great hair products um very fun brand i love the i love that team there's, they're amazing um, there's a the on the first season of the podcast, um, um, a model and ambassador for Captain Fawcett, Ricky Hall, Ricky Hall yes. came on. Who's he's a great guy and yeah. loved having him on. But yeah, real fantastic beard, of course. Yeah, but yeah, he's involved with Captain. He's got his own range. I think booze and backy on. Yes, booze and backy. Yeah. But I, I kind of see that they're, as you say, their socials and, and the, the stuff they post always seems like there's a real lightheartedness and a yes. sense of fun about it. There's all this kind of yeah, sort of twizzling of the yeah. Victorian beard, and they yeah. go to all those barbering shows and Absolutely. all that kind of stuff. No, I, I just, I love the vibe of that brand. Yeah. Um, and then I think our, our again, our, our, some of our existing friends keep adding new products to their range. Of course, yeah. So we know Dermalogica is a fantastic gender neutral brand, but dermatologically tested, like, you know, used by professionals. Yeah. They have some great products they recently added. 
So yeah, there's a lot to explore on the yeah. side. And again, it's very personal what you want. And yeah. so we are here to help you with that. And is, you mentioned subscription before, is that, a, is that a big play? Is that a big part of what customers want on Humanary? Is there a mechanism that people can come back and, you know, subscribe to a product? Yeah, the uh, vast majority of the products have a subscribe and save option. So you yeah. also save money by subscribing. And if you know that's what you want, that's what helps you and works for you, then you can sort of like, you know, not worry about it. It'll get yeah, sent, know, yeah. you know, consistently at the same time each, each, well, I guess, depending on how often you want the product sent to you. Mm. Great for our business too, frankly. I'm not going to lie. We love the fact that we get repeat customers. Yeah. We also have launched a new concept called a VIP membership. Oh, okay. And it's a, uh, it's less than a tenner a month to, to become a VIP member, but you get four times a year a, a product discovery box. Oh, great. From some of the new brands yeah. that is worth more than 70, 60, 70 pounds. So, so actually across the year, you get, you know, nearly 300 pounds worth of free products. So it's well worth it's saving well money worth anyway. The, yeah. The money, you get free shipping even below 25 quid, uh, which is our, current threshold for free shipping, you get bonus, you know, loyalty points yeah. and uh, you get, you know, savings off your second order when you, when you first become a VIP member. So we've created a scheme, which again, we hope will be indicative of not just value, but helping customers discover stuff yeah, that maybe they things. wouldn't have easily come across. Because there is, I mean, I guess that there is that barrier sometimes where there might well be millions of products that would be great for me and my skin or whatever that, that I won't try just because I don't really want to spend another 30 quid and I've got a moisturizer that I like. But as you say, like if, if you get a little sample or a, or a test size and you realize that maybe this, this might be worth a, Absolutely. worth a try. So it's a good idea. And it's funny, isn't it? Those uh, discovery boxes or, you know, those beauty box type things, you know, for a long time, it was just the, it felt like it was just part of the sort of a female thing. You know, you yeah. saw lots of, obviously the, the Christmas advent calendars and then those, those sort of beauty box subscriptions. But it's interesting to see it migrating into the, the men's products. And it's a good idea. You, you point at something quite relevant there. I was very surprised that when we did our survey and feedback, and I actually spoke to our, our actual customers, VIP members, what they liked most about the VIP membership, what hooked them to, to make that jump and yeah. say, I'll pay you $9.99 a month. Yeah, yeah. It was the discovery box. I really? thought, it, I honestly thought it would have been bonus loyalty points because that means, hey, I can use loyalty points to buy the stuff I already like. Yeah. Or the free shipping under 25. Oh, I just need a toothpaste. I'll, you know, a nine quid, like I'll just spend that. Like I yeah, don't need to pay shipping. And I was shocked when they said consistently, Actually, I bought it because I wanted the 300 pound worth of free product each year because I otherwise wouldn't have taken the time yeah. to discover. And you're sending me full sizes in most cases. Oh, so it's full it's size. Full size. Okay, we don't send great. small samples. Right. It's full sizes, yeah. Oh, even better. Yeah. And I suppose there's the, some of the brands you've mentioned that are new on the site anyway. There will be some products in the box. I, I'm sure that won't be particularly easy to find certainly on the high street or maybe in the big department stores, so some, some, yeah. some real innovation. And, I, some... and what we find, again, this is from a brand's perspective, giving your product for free to a customer that is genuinely wanting to try it is in many cases better than giving it for free to a content creator yeah. who may not build a genuine relationship with a product for the long term, yeah. but is being paid to talk about it. Of course. And then the most loyal customers are already quite skeptical about the authenticity of that message anyway. So what they're telling us is, oh, I'd rather give you that stock to give to these paying customers who genuinely want this, who've who've proven to be invested in it mm. and may genuinely become long-term buyers of my product as opposed to some content creator who's <laughs> difficult to manage, is 
often being paid by five of my competitors anyway. Yeah. So how do I know if that's an authentic relationship for my brand to any potential customer? That feels so right to me. You know, there's so, a bit of shift happening. Yeah, and, it, and it's it's treating the customer with with you know the intelligence that they've got. You know, we we all we've all been online long enough now and on social media to realize that you know the influencers and and people in that space, of course they. It, you you hope there's a, a, a genuineness to to what they're doing, but there's a commercial transaction happening there, and there's a certain number of followers, and yeah, it sometimes can feel like yeah, there's just a whole they're doing a whole bunch of those kind of posts regularly, so you don't quite feel the authenticity and the, the credibility with you. Yeah, you can't blame the content creator no, either anyway, but making it's, money, it's yeah. a way of life. Like yeah. that's how you have to do that. But yeah. the customer isn't necessarily. I think in today's world where there's so much content, really able to build an authentic relationship. And this this business, especially these smaller brands, the ones that we we work most closely with, that is a necessity for the survival of the business to have a very authentic, deep, loyal relationship. And that cannot happen with the sort of temporal nature that of uh, social media reels. You just come and go and actually you've paid a lot of money for it. Yeah. And you have to do a huge amount of volume for it to actually stack up to being something in the semblance so of a brand. Add real customers. Yeah. So, yeah. so I think, uh, unfortunately, we were never able to crack the influencer market for our own needs at Humanary. So we decided actually we've got to experiment and find another way. And when we came across this idea of, let's just test a free gift with purchase and a discovery box, it was incredibly helpful in building mm. a sticky, loyal, and two-way relationship with customers. And the brands have benefited from it. We've benefited from it. And we realized that's the way to go. So that's 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 what we do. We don't like discounts. We don't like to unnecessarily partner with influencers just for the sake of because mm. everyone's doing it. And if we do it, it has to be a genuine, authentic relationship. Otherwise, it has no legs. Yeah. I mean, that feels like a much richer and more sustainable way of dealing with it's much it's person. a much slower way yeah yeah but it is from our current experience and data a much more sustainable way to do it got you yeah so the the name of the podcast is is man in the mirror and i'm always nosy and keen to find out you know this idea of of, of self-image and and what the guest sees when they look in the mirror so i wonder with with you sid when you when you're doing your morning routine and you look in the mirror you know how, how do you feel about your appearance, and I suppose you know, it can be a, a more psychological, internal thing than that, or, or, or literally just the you know the superficial appearance. You know, what what do you feel about what looks back at you in the mirror? Mm -hmm. Can I be honest? Please, please, I'd love you to. The feeling I get each morning is a bit different. Well, um, it changes day to day. It kind of changes yeah. day to day yeah, because yeah. of what I've gone through the maybe of the course, day before, yeah. or what I have lined up for the yeah. the day that, that I'm looking at myself in the mirror. The general trend has been also an evolution. Mm. It started with a very low self-confidence uh, really? in my appearance. Look, the, the, my backstory is I have always been an immigrant kid wherever mm. I've been. Uh, I, I, I come from an Indian origin family. Have you been, were you born in the UK? I was born in India. Yeah. And I grew up in Indonesia. Oh, did you? So uh, we were also foreigners in Indonesia, right? We weren't. Was that with your dad's job? Or yeah, it was with my dad's job. Yeah. Um, so he lived there for 14 years. Went to an international school with different nationalities. Yeah. So again, I saw, you know, obviously a lot of, obviously a lot of different cultural heritages, but also the variety in the world. And uh, sometimes I would feel inferior because of the way I spoke or the way I looked. And then it, I, it, it, I mean, it's interesting. Did it help? The, the fact that it was an international school and there was lots of different nationalities. Did did, did that make you feel more 
accepted or, or at times yes yeah. absolutely because at times you realize actually there's a lot of you know diversity in the yeah, world but yeah. but also times where you knew that some people were more dominant for whatever reason mm. and were valued more for example i always when i was growing up just think like my indian passport is worthless i can't travel anywhere without a visa why mm. am i a second grade citizen yeah so i have all these things playing yeah. in the back of my head uh, and that stays with you that it stays with you and yeah. i don't i no longer have an indian passport i have now a british passport but i guess the reason i was striving for a British passport was I said, well, I'm, I can't enter a country freely like I can if I was a Brit. Mm. Uh, so that was playing in my head. And then I went to college in the US or university as we call it here. So I went to the US. And again, I'm a minority there. Uh, I then worked on Wall Street. How was that experience of being at college? In the I, I think it was incredible. Yeah. I learned a lot. I made a lot of incredible lifelong friends. Yeah. But at the same time, you live in a country like the States. At the time when I went to university there, it was still not as evolved as it is today. Mm. I went to university in Vermont, right, which is not as diverse as maybe even New York or California. Is that um, mountainous, isn't it? Yeah, rural Vermont, yeah, yeah. mountainous. Beautiful, yeah. like incredible place. Yeah. And it snows six months out of the year. It's very, very cold. So it was a major like shock to my system. But I, I, I think it was a necessary ingredient in who I am today. Then I went to work at Wall Street again at the time. I was in Houston, not very, not very diverse. And no one was explicitly racist, but you sometimes can feel it or sense it. All these things sort of go back into your self-image and self worth Yeah, it's all lying there somewhere, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, mm. it is. And so when I first started looking at myself in the mirror, when I was younger, there's a lot of like, I'm not good enough. To now, when I look at myself in the mirror, I'm able to recognize that even if I have physical flaws in my looks based on traditional definitions, yeah. that I'm still worth something to many people because of who I am, not because of the way I look. Yeah. And again, this is why the mission of Humanary was never ever to sell good looks. And I have been very conscious, albeit have been tempted before to sell insecurity because it converts into a transaction. Yeah. But it is not what I want to do. It is not the mission. Wouldn't have made you feel good. It wouldn't have made me feel yeah. good at all. And 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 because I've been insecure before, but my receding hairline or my mm. you know spots and blemishes when I get acne or the way, again, I look and how I speak, that if I had done that, I would have done myself a disservice too. Yeah. Disservice and we hope period. that, and we talked a little bit beforehand, we hope that the you know, beauty and the wellness industry is getting a, a little bit more progressive now which and, and making it less about use this, take this, it will make you more attractive, beautiful, it, to, to making it much more about how things are going to make you feel yeah. and, and realizing that there's worth in all different Absolutely. sizes, shapes, colors and everything else. But that shift away from the very prescriptive kind of use this to make yourself as attractive as XYZ person, yeah. you know? And, absolutely. You know. And I think you're absolutely right. And that shift is genuinely happening. Yeah. And I think we were talking about this before we started the episode. I was at a, a very oh, uh, yes, the, the interesting event. industry event yeah. out in the US a couple of weeks ago. And nine out of 10 of the founders of beauty brands that were there, a lot of their motivation was self-hate, self-loathing to turn that around and then create a beauty brand yeah. that was supposed to help people feel more comfortable in their own skin. And has an authenticity and about genuine it. Genuine authenticity yeah. and helps people feel good in their own skin yeah. as opposed to it being... I'm selling this to you because I'm, I know you're insecure. And so I'm going to play on that insecurity. And w even if I know genuinely, it will never help you. Yeah. So the, all that's changing in the industry. It's no longer about that. That's good, right? Yeah. And it's a very good thing. Yeah. I think that that shift is, uh, 
it'll, it'll never reverse. It mm. will only move further and evolve. And some, some very impressive brands, some impressive founders mm. who inspired me as well, made me open up. And I genuinely, I'm an introvert gen in life. And this yeah. made me think my story is worthwhile. It is worthwhile to me, so it should be worthwhile to other people. It doesn't matter. And it's interesting what you're saying about, you know, your own self-image and how that's evolving over time. And I'm sure it's it's part of, the, you know, the work you're doing and, and the job you have now that, you know, you're realizing that it's much less about the the superficial and, mm. and you're, you know, feeling more confident as a as a person because yes. of, of, of what you do. And actually investing in that, daily self-care routine, yeah. wellness routine helps you set up your, your, the benchmark for your day. You're going to have so. difficult days, no doubt. Yeah. It's going to happen, but at least you have one thing that helps you look after yeah. yourself. And those rituals are, they are important to yeah. sort of set you up right for yeah. the, for the day and can you know, help center you and all those things. I, you know, I think that's genuinely one of the most honest and, and candid answers to that question. And it's kind of why, I mean, it's, it seems like a funny question, but it's kind of why, it's, I'm really interested in it and, and it always evokes so many different uh, responses and all that, you know. Thank you for allowing that. me to share my oh, story. Thank you. That really means pleasure. a lot to me. And and finally, Sid, what, what are the things that make you happy? This is again, a, the, the answer I think changes a little bit depending on yeah, the situation. Yeah, of course. Um, but if I, again, I look, look back at what genuinely makes me happy is honestly helping others. Yeah. Uh, there's a intangible sort of, I think, chemical reaction that happens in your system when you help someone and they feel helped. Yeah. Uh, uh, being with family and, and friends and being able to shed my insecurities, actually, mm. where I can just be Sid. Yeah. Uh, or actually, my, 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 my given name is Siddharth, which, so Sid is a short form. Right. So just where I can be Siddharth. Yeah. Uh, that, that makes me very, very happy. Uh, where I don't have to worry about judgment, don't have to worry about what people will think and, and people that get you yeah and they just get me and yeah. and the, i've been very fortunate privileged to have lots of people in my life who have given me a lot of love yeah so i can i only have you know gratitude and genuinely i thank my stars for that that's good yeah i said thank you so much and thank it's you for yeah well showing me around human and talk talking about what you're doing which is you know such a fantastic thing i'm, I'm delighted to hear how well it's going i will detail some of the products that you mentioned in Thank the program notes and in my posts but um yeah obviously urge people to go and have a look at the site uh, I've, i'm no doubt you'll find products and, and things there that you will find interesting so um sid thank you and uh, much appreciated we'll see you again soon thank you very much my thanks to sid for hosting me at the humanary office in paddington in, in central london yeah and as i said at the beginning you know such a shame for for the humanary team um i i hope they can come back in, a, in another form and in another incarnation I'm, I'm sure they will it's such a great service and, and it's going to be one that's missed by the the, the customers um, yeah I've, I've enjoyed buying things from there and, and also it feels like a, a community you know there's there's blog posts and articles and podcasts and all sorts of things so it was it was a really nice space and a, a place for people who are interested in in grooming wellness and, and self-care so um yeah, I hope you felt like it was the the right thing to put it up. Uh, I think it still has a, a validity, and um, if nothing else, so interesting to to hear about Sid's journey in 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 kind of developing the the brand and and where he's got to. So, if you want to follow Humanary and find out what's going to happen next on Instagram, they're at Humanary underscore official. 
Um, that's humanary spelled H-U-M-A-N-E-R-Y underscore official. So it's at humanary underscore official and the website is humanary.com. I've no doubt Sid will be back in, in, in another guise um, with something similarly brilliant in the future. If you want to follow me at Man in the Mirror, I'm at Man in the Mirror Pod, and that's where you can find information on previous guests, previous episodes, and I might just tease what's coming up in the future so you can find out what's coming up in future episodes. So thank you to Sid, and thank you to you for listening, and I'll be back very soon with more Man in the Mirror. Take care. Mm-hmm.